We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 133 on pyramid and Ponzi schemes. Ooh. Interesting. It is an interesting one. It's very, it's a deep dive. And I don't know what the difference between everything is. Perfect. We're going to talk about that. Because they are different. (laughs) Not by much, but they are different. Well, I'm excited to learn. And we'll also be discussing multi-level marketing companies as well. I threw that in, that little nugget in, because sometimes they are roped together in that. Yeah, I hear those get called pyramid schemes all the time. Yeah, and the difference, the big difference is that pyramid schemes are essentially illegal and multi-level marketing is not. So. So they can't be exactly the same. So it's a, there's little loopholes, right? Gotcha. <laughs> Before we get into it, we've got some business. Um, we want to thank Marco. He is the one that suggested this episode. And it's a very interesting one. So thank you, Marco. Thank you. Took a, us a little bit to to add this to the list and get it in there, but we did it. So you have any episode suggestions please let us know and we will add them to the list yes we will what do we want them what do we want them to do like share and subscribe please every time 60 percent of the time every time (laughs) like share subscribe um right we are getting closer to hitting our hundred thousand downloads when we will do a giveaway we are at 97,742. So not too many Inching left. In our way every day. That's how right. many did we have last time? I don't know how many we had last time, but whenever I checked yesterday, we had gotten 100 ish more. So just oh, in good. a day. Nice. So we appreciate everybody that listens to us. Yes, we do. And we got some new patrons. Do we want to thank those guys? Absolutely. Thank you, Dana and Chastity, for being our new patrons. Yes, we love it. We get so excited that we people do. want to hear us more. <laughs> I know you You always text me a picture. I do. When somebody new is a patron. It brightens sh- our mundane days. <laughs> it does. And we're shocked every time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of our new patrons. If you would like to become a new patron, you can do so by going to Mystery History Podcast, or that's a lie. That's our website for our t-shirts, which you could also purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, but our Patreon is patreon.com backslash Mystery History Podcast. Also on our ins- or Instagram, we have a link tree link that will take you to all the links for everything that we have. So I think that's all the business. I think that is all the business. All right. Well, why don't you learn and teach what a pyramid scheme is? All together, all at once. All at one time. That's how we do it. All right. A pyramid scheme is a business structure that pays you a high dollar amount for recruiting new members or distributors than it does actually selling the product. Mm -hmm. The new recruits pay an entrance fee, which a portion of it is given to the recruiter. Typically, that's the only pay that is distributed. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Not on the actual product itself. They promise unrealistic returns, 
The scheme starts with a single point on top where the original member exists and becomes wider towards the bottom as people are recruited in by entry-level recruiters. Right. Okay. So it is like multi-level marketing, but you make money off of the products usually with multi-level marketing. Correct. So, and some of the, some of these pyramid schemes we're going to talk about don't even really have a product, which is crazy. Like at all. <laughs> at all. No product. So as an example, let's say John sits at the top of the pyramid. He recruits 10 people with a promise of a big return. Each of those 10 members pay John a fee for the opportunity that he's given them. Then those members are encouraged to recruit 10 more members, and that would equal out to 100 members. Now, those 100 recruits must pay a fee to the tier two recruiters who send a percentage of their earnings to John. The cycle repeats time and time again, and all the money floats upwards to John. Right. And have you ever been to one of those kind of parties where it's like, here, list out a hundred of your friends or 10 of your family members. And that's all because that's what they want is all of those contacts to sell them on this dream that is never attainable. Ever. Yes. I have been to those parties. (laughs) Right. So some key things to note with a pyramid scheme is there's no genuine product or service. You don't really know what you're getting. Um, They promise high returns in a short period of time. Like next week, you will be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. It's easy money or passive income. Let's say, hey, don't you want to be your own boss? Do you want to really clock into work every day? Or do you just want some extra money on the side? No, you don't. You don't want it. You don't. You don't want any money. (laughs) (laughs) There's no demonstrated revenue from retail sales. That's a big Mm -hmm. red flag. You have to buy in. So you need to purchase some sort of inventory that you can never move, marketing materials that you'll never use, something like that to get in on this opportunity. They try to trick you into a very complex commission structure. So you don't really know what it means, but you know that you're going to make a billion dollars. You just don't really know how that's going to happen. And They have a serious emphasis on that recruiting. So write down 10 friends and family, have them do the same thing. And then there you go. You're off to be an Oprah. Not. Yeah, not a thing. Indeed. Okay. So a Ponzi scheme. This is where I don't know what a Ponzi scheme is really. Now it's my turn to tell everybody what it is. You're going to teach and learn again what a Ponzi scheme is. A Ponzi scheme is similar to a pyramid scheme where new members end up paying existing members. But with a Ponzi scheme, there is no product to sell. Okay. So they're like legit, really just taking it all out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all right. This is an investment account where early investors can earn a return on new investors joining and contributing to the funds. So they're investing in something. Right. Like real estate or they can just say whatever they want, but they're not really investing anything at all. No, there it's an investment opportunity, but to what you're investing, you really don't know. Okay. And it's 
in in Japan other people. Yeah, <laughs> there, exactly. <laughs> there is no direct reward for recruiting new members and they aren't paid a commission, but they are receiving a return on the initial investment they place. The most popular Ponzi scheme is Bernie Madoff. He was best known for operating the largest Ponzi scheme. This was a financial swindle where early investors are repaid with money acquired from later investors rather than from actual investment income. He created close friendships with wealthy businessmen in New York and Florida and signed them as investors, paid them big returns, and used their positive recommendations to attract more investors. So that helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's making a name for himself. He made friends with financial regulators. He made it prestigious to be a Madoff investor. And all of this started in the 80s. So essentially, this is robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? You've all heard that saying. There's really, Mm -hmm. it's just a churning. And the bottom people get ate up. And the big fish continue to be the big fish. Mm -hmm. In the 2000s, There were some whispers of money laundering through some Chase bank accounts that Madoff was uh, using. Madoff employees admitted that they were instructed to generate false trading records and bogus monthly investor statements. Their scheme worked. How do you do that? How do you do that? Like somebody comes to you in the job you're working, a legitimate job you think you have. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we're going to like fudge all these numbers. I And then nobody said anything. I mean, it started in the 80s and now it's the 2000s, 20 years. I mean, and I'm sure everybody's heard of Bernie Madoff. You might not know what exactly you know of him, but you've heard the term Bernie Madoff. Yes. Yeah. But he's not just hiring people people that are already in on the scheme probably he's probably hiring like legitimate people then they're turning around and asking them to break the law and nobody was like yeah i'm i am such a narc (laughs) yeah if it's tell so hard (laughs) yeah if it's not ethical if it doesn't feel right it's not right yeah And these people, I don't know because I didn't, there's a lot more stuff out there on Bernie Madoff. So if you're interested in that, go do some googly goobs. But it's, I don't know. It just seems like these people probably got in trouble also for defrauding things like legitimate investor statements and things like that. It's just crazy. Yeah. This scheme worked so well for so long because of feeder funds they were called that were bundled money from other investors and this money pooled the investments into Madoff securities for management and earned fees in the millions of dollars so these people were thinking they were getting some sort of security when really they weren't getting anything they were just paying astronomical prices for nothing yeah to just hold money that's not moving yep A lot of the investors had no idea, actually, that their money was given to Madoff. So I think they had like sub companies that they filtered it through. Um, Operations collapsed in December of 2008 during the market crash. And he admitted to um, the scam to his members of his family, which I'm sure they probably had an inkling, right? 
I don't know. I don't <sighs> know because I feel like some of them probably were just like, he's an investor and that's what he's doing. Legitimate investing. Not what, is, what does that even mean to like, if you're an investor, I'm going to be like, okay, because it sounds super boring. Like, you know, right. nobody probably don't question ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Like even his wife, probably like they come home at night and she's like, please don't talk about work. Yeah, <laughs> like, <right. laughs> I feel like that isn't, yeah. Wouldn't be hard to cover up. <laughs> yeah. So in 2009, he ended up pleading guilty to fraud, money laundering and other crimes along with his accountant, which yeah, big no, no. Yeah. That accountant knew what was going on. So good. <laughs> I'm sure he was paid handsomely for knowing what was going on also. <laughs> right. Estimates of losses to the investors ranged from $50 billion to $65 billion. Did That's... people... So people like really lost their money and never got it back. Right. Yep. He ruined people's lives. I remember like hearing and hearing about that that mm -hmm. lives were ruined but you know don't you just kind of assume that eventually things will be righted like somehow they would pay the billions of dollars to these people that lost all their money but like how how would they where would that money come from right but because it's not like he can make 50 to 65 billion dollars in prison to pay no. all of these people back <laughs> No, we cannot. And that's exactly where he went. In 2009, federal judge Denny Chin gave Madoff a max sentence of 150 years in prison for his crimes. In yeah, he deserved all of that. In 2021, he died in prison of natural causes. So he never got out. Nor should he have. <laughs> no. And he, he spent, what, 10 years? 10 years in prison? Yeah. Um, so at least he got a little bit of a Fine taste in there to think about what he did. <laughs> right, right. What's the difference between pyramid schemes versus multi-level marketing companies? I must know. Um, multi-level marketing companies, MLMs, are legitimate businesses with goals of moving products. So these folks actually have products that you are selling and making money off of. You earn a percentage of the income that they generate. They can also earn additional income for new recruits on their entrance fee and a portion of their sales commission. But the goal is to move the product. Mm -hmm. Some pyramid schemes do portray themselves as multi-level marketing. So you have to be really careful when looking to join multi-level marketing to make sure that you're not accidentally joining a pyramid scheme. Correct. And and you and I both have been in several MLMs like Sensi and Pure Romance. I, and... I have done so many. Yeah. Pure Romance, Sensi. I mean, I was selling. I will tell you. I mean, again, we've done a lot of these and I can tell you which ones were actually good. Like I still do crunchy makeup because mm -hmm. that's the kind of makeup I wear. And I paid some amount to be a seller, but I don't sell it. Mm -hmm. You get a person, you get like 20% off the makeup or something and it pays for itself. Like I saved money just doing that. And I've yeah. like ordered makeup for like my mom, you know, like, I don't know. 
so that's actually a good one so if you and it's good makeup that is safe so if you do actually want to sell that you could probably make some money on it but I did not do well with anything else that I've ever done <laughs> yeah well I did um zeal z-e-a-l that um it's like a weight loss company that help that has shakes and energy drinks and all that kind of stuff and I signed up so I could get that same kind of deal with your makeup like the discount because yeah I'm like well geez if I can get this at a discount and I'm buying it I might as well and and it did I I did enjoy it it was very expensive and I was very poor at the time so it just I remember that yeah it didn't make sense sense. but it tasted good it did help with my energy levels and and with Scentsy I feel like I still buy Scentsy from from people that sell it the problem with Scentsy is everybody on the corner of the street sells Scentsy and yeah all of the market is saturated. So if you want to hustle, you can probably do pretty well. I mean, we know a couple of people that do very well selling and win all these mm-hmm. trips and go and do all this stuff. So, I mean, it, it it really is you you get what you pay for and you have to put in the work to make money. And it just mm-hmm. depends on how much time you really want to spend doing it. But their products are good. Yeah. And you know what I just realized out of all of the things that I have joined to do, I did also do um, like it wasn't a weight loss, but it was like greens, like for vitamins Mm -hmm. and nutrients and stuff. And I can't even remember what the what the company was called. But the times that I did not have fun were Scentsy and Pure Romance because I was encouraged to recruit people mm-hmm. and I was encouraged to be selling more and it was like, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> and whereas the other ones, I just did it for the discount and I sold a couple here and there, but it was like no stress. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, just if you're thinking of joining one, maybe find one that's not going to stress you out. <laughs> yeah. Cause Because that's how all of these people that we know have made the most money is because they have all of these teams underneath them. And I mean, there was a couple of times where I made a couple hundred dollars every month on stuff that I would sell, but I was also working a full time job. I didn't have the time to dedicate to it and really make it, you know, what Mm I what I would envision for for a business. Um, Yeah. And and plus, yeah, it, when I, I still get those messages from time to time like, hey, I just started selling Sensi, and I'm like, I already have 15 people I can buy from. Like, while while I do really like their product, I do yeah. stand by that. And and I feel like everything I've joined, I've stood by at least the product itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's too it's too saturated. There's too many people out there. Plus, you don't want to be annoying. I'm I'm not a seller. I'm a I'm not hey, either. You don't want this? Okay, cool. Bye. Like, I'm yeah, not the Girl it. Scout cookies thing makes me like <laughs> one of the people I work with. They were like, you need to send another email just to like remind people. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. no, thank you. I already sent one. We're good on that. But yeah, you have to push for those kinds of things. And I'm just not, I'm not a salesperson either. I can't. Yeah, as crazy as I get is I'll put a thing on Facebook with a cute picture of Evie to try to entice them. And then if that doesn't get you, then no Girl Scout cookies for you. You know, like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So So you read you read this part. 
Okay, so so these are some things to think about if, like we kind of said, if you're thinking of joining uh, MLM, these are just some red flags to look out for. And again, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. So they're going to make extraordinary claims of an enormous earning potential, which I'm pretty sure everyone I've ever joined it's that way. It's it's selling you the dream, right? And and it's totally attainable. I mean, when we think yeah. about it, one of the girls that we know that sells Sensi, she's like top tier in that company. Like she definitely does very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. all she does. And I'm pretty sure her husband's retired military or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's. I think she's the one with the cash inflow and does very well. It looks like so it's totally doable. <laughs> right. But you also want to make sure this isn't on the list. But just make sure that it's a product that you yourself would use. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important part with anything that you're trying to sell is you really need to believe in that and Mm -hmm. make sure the company that you are, you know, is a good company, gives back to the community, all those good things. You want to make sure that you have something that you can stand next to and be like, I, I vouch for this. Yeah, definitely. And if they, the, the problem is, is that they say like everybody is making an enormous earning potential, like that's not necessarily true. So that is still a red flag. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you are not going to be a billionaire in two weeks because you're selling Sensi. It's not mm-hmm. a thing. This girl that we know has been in there probably 10 years and yeah. has really yeah. worked hard to... You can tell she works hard. She's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's who I want to be when I grow up. Like, right. <laughs> she just... Me too. <laughs> she just seems like she has her life together. And Right. But we chose a different route. We're doing podcasts. <laughs> Here we are. We're, Please we're join our push. Patreon. <laughs> right. That is not a pyramid scheme, by the way. You do get real quality episodes. <laughs> you do. And we are not billionaires. And we never will be. <laughs> Absolutely not. And if you podcast, you too will not be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one is that you try to pursue persuade people that recruiting others is where the real money lies. Now, a lot of MLMs, they do want you to create a downline is typically what it's called um, that that will just feed more of your revenue stream. But you want to make sure that that's not their main selling point. (laughs) Correct. And make sure that they have actually a product to sell. Don't be an investor. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) You need stuff like in your hands to sell people. They try to pressure people to get involved without learning more about the company. So don't ask any questions. Just sign at the dotted line and give me three grand. Like, no, that's nope. Mm -mm. And they make it clear that an opportunity will be lost unless people get in immediately. So if you don't sign up today, forget about it. No, that's not how that works. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the top 10 pyramid schemes. All of these pyramid schemes are set up the same way. So we're going to discuss a few of them in detail. And then we're just going to name the others because same song and dance. Yep. First one we're going to talk about is Amway, which I've heard about Amway. But I don't know what they sell. <laughs> same. That was me too. Like I've heard of Amway and there was a big <laughs> like controversy. stuff or something It's like, like household products. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. 
This company was founded in 1959, so a long time ago, by Jay Van Andel and Richard DeVoe and is based out of Michigan. They met at Grand Rapids Christian School and found similarities in their approach to business and sales. <laughs> that's probably I mean, not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, their first red flag, folks. <laughs> they started multiple business ventures that failed, which I think is typical. They wanted to begin their own multi-level marketing and started Amway, which is short for American Way. It sells FMGC, which is FAMP's Moving Consumer Goods Products. On the surface, they seem like a legit business. The company sold $8.4 billion in products in 2019. So there are that's products. Yeah, and that's a lot of money. The company fails to inform possible associates that much of their sales come from selling to their distributors, known as independent business owners, rather than selling to consumers. Okay, questionable. Mm -hmm. Many sales to distributors are not actual products, but seminars and selling materials on how to get rich quick. No. Red flag. <laughs> a quick study, not a quick study, a regular study. A study in 2008 looked at the 33,000 people selling Amway products, and out of all of these people, only 90 people made enough to break even on their investment. 90? 33 uh, are, yeah. What? I'm not good at math, but that's like less than 1%, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that is not. It's <laughs> definitely. That's bad. Sellers must spend their own money to sign up to sell Amway. In addition to the fees, they must be a part of the Direct Selling Association. They are also asked to buy products. These products are expensive and should also have stock on hand to sell to interested buyers. Distributors get a small commission percentage on the products that they sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a lot. The real money comes from the fees of the people who pay hundreds to become this independent business owner. So as new people sign up, you begin recruiting new distribu distributors and the money follows up. The only way to make a substantial amount of money is to get people working for you. And then those people get people to work underneath them. So the typical pyramid, think of a pyramid, that's what it is. It has been deemed, actually, that Amway is not technically an illegal pyramid scheme, but its structure is very reminiscent of that pyramid shape that we talked about the company makes money by the fees at sign up from the independent business owners and the business materials they purchase. And that's always a red flag too. the, the business materials, like needing setting up a seminar or doing, you know, doing this on how to sell people on this dream. It should sell itself, right? You shouldn't have to purchase books and DVDs mm -hmm. and all of this stuff to, to sell this dream, if if people see that it's legitimate and that all these people are being successful, that should that should be all you need. Yeah. The business owners make money selling a dream of wealth rather than the actual products itself. Top business owners collect hefty speaker fees to speak at the Aimweek conferences and sell books and materials that teach you how to be like them. Hmm. They showcase their business model as a direct selling business, but very little actually comes from the revenue of direct selling. It's all those people that they've conned into selling underneath them. Yeah. 
I'm going to I'm going to read this part, but it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because I don't know what all of this means. But the, the enforcement directorate. Yeah. Directorate or the ED <laughs> erectile dysfunction claimed that companies collected an amount of RS 27,562 crow, which I don't know exactly what that means. And I tried to figure it out something with financials. They collected that between 2002 and 2003. And then again in 2020 and 2021, where the company paid a commission out of this to their affiliated members and distributors in the U.S. and India. The general public is baited to become members of the company and purchase products at higher prices. And then they lose all of their hard-earned money because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses and stay up on all these products. The ED says that the products used in this are used to mask them as an MLM. So they're, these products really don't mean anything. They're just using them to cover the real ruse, which is this, you know. The scheme of, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That's our first one. The next one is Herbalife. Similar to Amway, Herbalife is a health company that sells meal replacements, protein shakes, teas, snacks, vitamins, and supplements. Their investors primarily make money from recruiting new distributors, convincing them to buy a product and recruit even more. It lures their new distributors of high dollar amounts, but the truth is that 89% of their distributors never earn a penny from the company. Crazy. I wish I could find- earn anything? Yeah, I wonder, I wish I could have found like how much it costs each for each of these to like start up, you know, like how much the the entrance fee is. But then I didn't, I didn't want to get on some sort of list where they'd be calling me. I'm very impressionable. (laughs) Yeah, all of a sudden you're selling all of these. (laughs) Please don't target me. I'm also very impressionable. It would be a problem. Uh, That one time I spent like forever talking to the Jehovah's Witness and then they they asked if they could come back and I was like yeah sure and my mom it was when I was living with my mom she was like what are you doing right now you just can't turn them away like I can't be mean like that to people who are really like they really believe in what they're doing right but then you're just like wasting well in that case I was never gonna become a Jehovah's Witness like come on and I was just wasting their time at that point not on purpose but just because I don't know how to say no well I got a question for the Jehovah Witnesses out there what's the deal like only (laughs) so many of you are allowed in heaven right that's what they say there's a certain I can't remember what the number is it's not very many predetermined amount of people yes yeah so why are you recruiting people so you get a lesser chance of getting into them pearly gates i don't understand i I think that's part of the entrance fee (laughs) is jehovah witness an mlm it's starting to sound like one the longer we're sitting here (laughs) oh man hopefully nobody gets offended if you're a jehovah witness we love you and you can come knock on our door anytime we will talk the good word with you but What's the deal? (laughs) But I I have something to say about Herbalife. Okay. I know someone, and I'm not going to say who, very close to me. You can tell me later. I will. (laughs) They used to take Herbalife, like, in the 90s, I'd say. Very obsessive about it. Spent a lot of money on these products. And it 
made them insane. Like fat burning pills and all this stuff, like it chemically altered something in their brain and they were not who they used to be. Crazy. They're okay now. They are okay now. You're dying to know. I mean, I'll tell you after. Just text me, please. (laughs) I I will text you. But it's somebody very close to me, and they would not want me to disclose this. It might be something that they don't even remember because they were in such a a state. This, yeah, disheveled state. It was not cool. Um, and I think that that's super dangerous because whatever you're buying, like even me with buying zeal, you know, I don't know what's in that crap. Yeah, they're like not testing it, like. No, it can a be... lot of that stuff doesn't need to be approved by anything. It's it can be just like whatever. Exactly. And that is so that's more dangerous than anybody I've ever I mean, any of these. If you're selling makeup, you're selling makeup. It's not going to eat away your face, hopefully. Yeah. But like it did something. That's not them. good. Yeah. So that doesn't just that's be leery mm. of that. Yeah, be careful. Well, and that's the the whole point, like researching the companies. I mean, you research the goods that you purchase, right? No, you do that, not me. I Okay. <laughs> You're worried about red dyes and I'm like, give it to me. Like give all of it to me. Fair. <laughs> I have Fair. a funny story. I okay. I buy Tresemme, right? And Evie was, or no, maybe it was Herbal Essence. I buy both of them, Um, which, I mean, everybody that does hair is like, oh, my God, don't do that. But it's cheap, and that's who I am as a person. So Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> she, No, you don't. You don't. You're very much, you care more about that than I do. Whatever's on sale, that's mine. But Evie was got out of the shower the one day and she's like, I'm not using that anymore. And I'm like, what? Hmm. She's like the shampoo. I'm like, why? She's like, because it's tested on animals. And I'm like, her. I said, no, honey, that says it's not not tested. tested. (laughs) Yeah. They they announce it on the bottle. Tested on animals. (laughs) She's like, it says it right there. I'm like, no, that's nope. You missed a word. But she's my child and I miss words too all the time on this podcast. That's so sweet that she's like, no, yeah. get that out of here immediately. Oh, cracked me up. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. So the state of Herbalife, let's just talk for a second. Right now, they need 2 million new recruits per year to sustain growth since so many people quit each year they claim they give distributors discounts for products but the discount does not cover their investment which it like never does no and i think that this is one of those ones where like with sensi you don't need to have an inventory you can have one but you can just order off the website i think these kind of things they force you to buy like three grand worth of crap to just have sitting like a around. month or something yeah like yeah, a certain uh, amount every so often to s- remain eligible yeah. which i think a lot of places do that too again like my makeup place i have to buy a certain amount mm-hmm. to stay like as a seller but it's how much i spend in makeup it's not how much five people spend in makeup it's how much yeah. i spend in my makeup so i always hit it yep. just naturally yep. so yeah 
that's you got to be careful about that kind of stuff when you're joining too. Like, is this sustainable? Am I going to want to buy this much product? How often they tell me I need to. Well, and, and two, like if it's not product that you're using and it's something like uh, meal replacements or those things have expiration dates on them, you know, like mm-hmm. if you've got a whole house full of product that you can't move, even if you use it, typically the the amount you have to spend is not going to be like you said for just like what you use yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and plus who knows, Herbalife might not even have uh, expiration dates. It might be good forever. The zombie apocalypse <laughs> will be looking for Herbalife. <laughs> Speaking of, there's, this is something else that gets me. Those companies that you get a discount if you um, sign up to have things sent to you every month or whatever, oh. mm-hmm. like anytime they do that and you're always like, yes, I would like to do that. Like I do do that with Thrive Market. I do auto ship, but I get something from Thrive Market every time, uh, however far out I uh, signed up for it. But Brian signed up for Huel, which mm-hmm. is like, uh, it's a full meal replacement shake. It's actually really good. If you're looking for something like that, look into it. It's very um, has all the stuff in you, you need but he signed up to get it monthly and we don't drink it that much I think we have like five boxes right now and mm-hmm. I'm like all right so next month's groceries are going to be fuel <laughs> like that's, right. all we're, that's all we're <laughs> eating for the next month you could sell those with your Girl Scout cookies <laughs> dip them dip them in I the uh, like- meal replacement I feel like that's definitely not legal and I will not be doing that. <laughs> right. No, no, it's not. We're just kidding. We're not doing that, but they need My a drink. Goodness. You know, those yeah. cookies get a little dry. But yeah, anything we sign up for and then you don't have to think about again, we always pay for too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you get stuck with it. And then it's like, yeah. and then you end up throwing it away because you can't drink it or eat it in the enough, mm-hmm. enough time. Yeah, this stuff lasts for a while, so we should be okay, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Okay, the next one is Mary Kay coined the Pink Pyramid Scheme. And I've been to many of these Mary Kay parties, unfortunately, for me. (laughs) Um, So have I. (laughs) Mary Kay is a cosmetics company that is set up as an MLM. Mary Kay Ash started the company in 1963 after she sold for several other kind of MLMs. She used the term enriching women's lives, wanting to give women's opportunities to be their own boss, which is a good, I guess, start, right? It came Mm -hmm. from humble beginnings. And in the 60s, that was kind of unheard of for a woman to be a boss. Mm -hmm. She started the company with five grand which is not a lot. I don't know what that is in today's money, probably like 20. A reporter, Virginia Soul Smith, actually went undercover in 2012 to do this story. And she spent about 1800 bucks on cosmetics for her inventory to see if she could really make money doing this. She was approached actually at a beauty college she was attending by a consultant that had come in to try to snatch up all of those girls and did a class on facials. If you've ever been to a Mary Kay party, they're big into passing things out, letting you try them on. And that's all inventory that you have to buy. That stuff's not free. Mm -hmm. You have to purchase all of that. 
Virginia contacted a sales consultant after the facial and they immediately called her back and told her that if she wanted to sell annual profits with Mary Kay ranged from 17 grand for holding just one skincare class per week to more than 49,000 if she booked three classes per week. She was told that the hundred dollars so much work. That is so much work and so much inventory that you'd have. Because if you have a group, big group of 10, like each, they have those palettes things that you have to buy to put all of the creams on. Like, that's a lot. So she was told that the $100 fee to sign up may not adjust your standard of living, but it might change your life. That's a red flag, folks. Mm -hmm. Losing $100 isn't going to change your standard of living. But it could change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or ruin it. You know, it doesn't say for the yeah. good. And it's not just $100. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's just the sign up fee. Uh, she was told success story after success fo- story of some consultants making up to $1 million a year. And Which they do. It, it, you've all seen those pink Mary K cars, those Cadillacs driving yep. around. Virginia interviewed dozens of consultants and never heard the success stories that she was told before she signed up. Fewer than 300 Mary Kay consultants earn a six-figure salary with roughly 600,000 consultants in the U.S. The nine-page story that she did is actually very telling, very well written. And if you're interested, we're going to post it in the show notes. Um so you could you could read it. it it's very interesting cool all right we are on to listing now because it's all sort of the it's same all the same mm-hmm. so the next company is business in motion this company promised citizens in canada to get rich by selling cheap travel club membership plans in order to participate they had to invest three thousand two hundred canadian dollars can i just say would you ever pay that much to sign up like i think whenever i sign something with it (laughs) well like i don't know i feel like the reason why i signed up for sensi is because i think at that time it was like 49 dollars, and you got like one huge warmer one wall plug-in so essentially it was cheaper than buying all that stuff out of pocket plus like six bars of sensi like I feel That's like how that they was... do that usually. The thing you have to sign or pay to get to start is worth that amount if you look at how much it's worth. But but what do yeah. you get with that? Like free travel Business stuff? in motion? Yeah, that's what I'm assuming since they're selling cheap travel club memberships. Maybe you're getting some sort of stays somewhere or something discounted rates or something i don't know i just i could never something but that's a lot that would be a lot to get nothing in return i think you get something with that i just don't know if i would ever feel comfortable like fifty dollars is fifty dollars a hundred dollars for mary Kay is a hundred dollars that's something i'm willing to risk not three grand well if the three grand is for a vacation that you're gonna take anyways maybe it's worth it you know yeah, but I'm also cheap and I'm not, I don't know. I just, that's a lot. I would not be like, that's a, a really crappy car I could buy yeah. instead. It's also a nice vacation. 
That is. That's true. That's true. So, you know, I don't know if that's something you were going to do anyways. That's probably how they get you. Uh, United Sciences of America, this company sold supplements with their calorie-controlled formula, Fiber Energy Bar, and Formula Plus. Sounds like uh, car stuff. It does. (laughs) Burn Lounge Incorporated, founded in 2004, based out of New York, this company reported 30,000 members using their site to sell music through its network. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I use Spotify. So, well, now you do, but in 2004, you were using LimeWire. That's correct. So... <laughs> Getting viruses all up in my shit. Taking right? four hours to download one song. That's right. Uh, USANA Health Services. This company mm-hmm. sold what? Sciences. What did I say? Services? Services. It's the same. Sciences service, if you think about it. Yes, S U S A N A Health Sciences. That does not roll off the tongue. Another red flag. No, it does not. This company sold products related to health and personal care. They claimed that their products were backed by science, but they weren't. That's which... what we're talking about. I feel like we're backed by science. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Herbalife. <laughs> That's a good t-shirt idea. We're backed yeah. by science. I'd wear that. <laughs> Anyway, um, Fortune High Tech Marketing, they were based out of Lexington, Kentucky in 2001. They promoted itself as a way for the average person to gain independence, recruiting people to sell products made by the Dish Network, which Dish Network. Have you ever been up late at night, like watching infomercials and they are so good. I'm like, I really need that chopper of vegetables. Like, I don't. But they, I don't know why they make me want it. Yeah. That's why I don't watch it. Made for TV or not. What is that called? As seen on TV. Yeah. As seen on TV products. I have a mustache trimmer that is as seen on TV. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Ooh, you need to send me the link. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll try to find it. (laughs) Uh, The next one is Vema nutrition company that sold dietary supplements it was shut down in 2015 for its practices in the pyramid scheme um new skin spelled n-u enterprises i don't like that i don't don't either that's bad um (laughs) (laughs) mega pyramid scheme they were selling personal care products and then vector which i have a personal experience with a good old vector so this company sells Cutco knives, which is the world's finest cutlery. If you ask huh. anybody if they have a Cutco knife, they've probably had it for like 37 years and it probably still cuts as good as the day they bought it. Their product is good. Supposedly. I don't have one. I actually got caught up <laughs> in one of these demonstrations and <laughs> thank God I was super poor and didn't have the money to buy in because I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you're poor when you're young. <laughs> and this is it right here. <laughs> I'm like, I was probably 20 years old and was like, I need all these freaking knives. I don't even cook. Okay. <laughs> they cut a can. And I'm like, whoa, that is amazing. I need that. <laughs> I might need to cut a can one day. 
Um, the So it was very vague. I think I found it on like Craigslist or something, which is super sketchy. I'm lucky to be alive. It was all the way in Columbus. And yeah. they wouldn't really... I asked like what kind of salary range we're looking at here. I had just... I was trying to find a better opportunity, right? So I drove to Columbus an hour and a half away. And it was in this really shady like warehouse thing. Yeah. And I dressed real professional. Like I'm going to nail this. It was two hours Uh long of them cutting shit up. That sounds like fun. (laughs) I was, I didn't even get to cut anything. Like, let me try. Watching? Yeah. And I was so like young and naive. And I was just like, I can't, I wanted to leave because I actually had brought my friend, Kristen. I made her go with me because still I was suspicious of everything back then. Yeah. I made her come with me. She was sitting in the car for two hours. Oh, God. <laughs> did you like, at least crack a window? <laughs> I gave her the keys. <laughs> and I was thinking, this will probably take 20 minutes, this interview. Then we can go do whatever around Columbus. That did not happen. Afterwards, oh, my gosh. We just drove back home. It was such a waste of time. I spent gas money to get out there. My poor friend. And she <laughs> she doesn't talk to me anymore. It might have been because of this. <laughs> it's just not good (laughs) oh no so that was my story it says that the seminar took two hours oh and you had to drive the two hours to get there so four hours invested time in this oh well no actually six because two hours to get there essentially back (laughs) yeah because it's in like the heart of columbus and like not a great part of town rough that is top 10 worst things i ever did mistakes were made man all right that's hilarious and sad sorry about it i want to talk about one other thing before you cite your sources yes please do you know about nfts no the like non-fungible tokens no so it's like I'm going to talk and everybody that's listening, please do your own research because I do not know what I'm talking about. Oh, Lord, here we go, a spiel. You can, like, buy, like, art or, like, memes or, like, things. Like, yes, yes, like Uh, memes. You have to Google it. It's, like, just random, not tangible things, like, non-tangible items. And... Brian was telling me that there's like some scheme going on right now where like influencers will talk something up and have money somehow invested in it. I don't know, but then people will go buy it and they'll pull their money out and then pull their money too because they purchased this thing. So that's like a new thing and it's not illegal because they, there's no laws for it yet. Uh Uh-huh. So there's another like it's just growing with the times. Like how, how do you how do you buy a meme? Please you just don't. screenshot Please it. Do not ask me any questions. We are not taking questions at this time because you don't know the answer. Because you do know, <laughs> and it's illegal. <laughs> I do not know the answer, but okay. Here, NFT stands for non fungible token. Non fungible means that something is unique. And can't be replaced. 
By contrast, physical money and cryptocurrencies are fungible, which means they can be traded or exchanged for one another. So fungible is that what you're saying with the g in there yeah yeah fungible that's a made-up word artists can tokenize their music they can tokenize their artwork or whatever um granting buyers the rights the artist wants them to have so how I does that know. even work what is an nft and how does it work is what i just <laughs> clicked on <laughs> so please I don't tell know me more I don't know if this is going to tell us very much or not, but it's a digital asset that can come in the form of art, music, in-game items, videos, and more. They're bought and sold online frequently with cryptocurrency, and they are generally encoded with the same underlying software as many cryptos. Don't know what cryptocurrency is really either, so. That's like Bitcoin, I don't know. right? Yeah. It's like untraceable. Then, right. Many people buy NFTs to make money either by flipping them or as a long-term investment. I don't know. I don't fully understand this situation, but that's what that's what's going on <laughs> that what? I just learned about right before we started. I yeah. feel like we're like 80 years old. I know. Because <laughs> I, I don't really understand do. this. I don't either, and I really do feel like an old person because I, I don't, I have no idea. I don't understand. I don't understand why anybody would buy this. No. Like it doesn't no. really make sense to me. But how do you make a a meme something that people can't steal? Is my thing. Like anything, you can screenshot you anything own on your the phone. Rights, I guess. You just own the rights to it. Other people are using it. I guess you could go after them if I don't know. I have no idea. I, have you ever been on like I forget, I think it's on Facebook, whenever people do like live videos and people are sending like stars or something like that to them? I think that's money. I think they buy stars. And then have like 500 stars in their account, right? Maybe each one of them costs a dollar. I don't know. And then they can send them to the person that's creating content and like pay them essentially with stars. And the content creator gets like a percentage of the dollar that it costs for the star uh -huh. probably. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, probably. According just, to Bloomberg, uh, NFTs are nothing more than a Ponzi scheme. I don't know. It's all like very questionable already, so... They need to get up with the times because technology is progressing far quicker than our legal system is. Far quicker than a lot of our systems, yes. <laughs> we are not what prepared. Oh, what a time to be alive. I don't even know about these yeah. new things the kids are doing these days. No, I don't either. Wow. So there's that. But I should, I can't cite my sources for that conversation we just had because. <laughs> I think I read like 10 random things, but it was the would Google. you like to, yes, would you like to cite your sources for the episode? Sure. There's a lot of them. So I went to gradschools.com, investopedia.com, Britannica.com, arrestyourdebt.com. That's where the Amway situation was. Facts about Herbalife. Uh-oh. Which, <laughs> which I... I want you to do some research on Herbalife. That's your homework. Um, <laughs> Texasmonthly.com, harpers.org, 
and then it was an archive on that pink pyramid scheme um and then you could find the actual like like magazine article on the pinktruth.com and i it was a good read if you're bored that's a great one it's got a lot of information she's a very good writer so that's that's that i i hope you learned something today i learned stuff so if nothing else and and we would love to hear your stories on if you've ever got roped into these either pyramid ponzi or mlm that turned out bad i want to know or good if you have any good stories let us know i like the too. bad ones okay focus <laughs> on yeah the bad, please yeah we'll read the good ones too but <laughs> i i prefer the bad ones because i feel like we can commiserate together like kin, yeah kinship in <laughs> in the uh, and if you got any Herbalife stories, I need to know more. I mean, you can just Google, does Herbalife make you crazy? And there's a decent amount of stuff on there. Is there really? Yeah, it I also apparently do shuts down your liver and kidney. I, that sounds correct. <laughs> you can get <Yeah>. jaundice. <laughs> I don't know. If- it sounds like there's a lot of things that could happen according to Healthline.com. <laughs> yeah, I I think we all need to be a little bit more like Rachel and research our products i feel like right now i'm in like a pretty good place because i don't let it rule my life but the changes that i have made i'm very happy with so if there's anybody that has diabetes out there like me herbalife has a high sugar content so just check yourself before you wreck yourself because i probably won't tell you that no no (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've said all we can say. Um, I think so, too. We hope you enjoyed this episode 133 on the Pyramid, Ponzi, and MLM schemes. Thank you again to Marco for suggesting this episode. We hope we did it justice for you. We hope you all have a good week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.